things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God, hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Well, grace and peace, grace and peace. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K-Dub, and today we're going to talk about Mr. Young Don. You know, I wasn't planning to go live. This is kind of an impromptu thing, so I understand if people are busy, wasn't expecting this, but, you know, I'm here minding my business. Yeah, yeah, you guys liking the new intro? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, I am coming out with a full song, by the way. This is just a promo. If you want to hear the new song early before it comes out, I'm just saying a um, join the uh, members, right? YouTube members. Uh, and, and we're going to have a little meetup um, this Saturday at 2, p- 2 p.m. Central. You'll get to hear the full song before it come out. You know what I'm saying? You know how I like to do it. But anyways, I'm here minding my own business. You know, I'm not I'm not minding nobody. You know, I had been seeing reports, but I kind of let it go. I kind of was like, ah, I don't know. But someone sent me a video. You, you know, you know, you want to know honestly why I was kind of like, they were like, watch this seven hour video. He's he's talking about the law now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not watching the seven hour video, man. <laughs> you know, but someone sent me a timestamp and yo. Yo. It is interesting, you know, because I, I was like, you know what, I'll let Young Don do his thing, but you know, Every time I try to leave, something keeps me back, me back. yeah, I'm here minding my business, and someone sends me a time step, and I'm like, that was, I was like this, no, 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 no. you know, I was like, boy, ain't no way, boy, boy, ain't no way, boy, because it appears Young Don has changed. His position, he went from free grace to no grace. You know, the very thing last week, he told me I was going to hell and I responded like this, you know. Jingle bells, jingle bells, I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'm not going to hell for that because you don't understand. He has swung the pendulum all the way back over here, right? And so... I have been seeing reports that he was uh, it, adhering to Hebrew roots theology, some sort of form of that, uh, Sabbatarian and law base uh, to be saved. And I was like, there's no way he would go from free grace to no grace. Right. Things that makes me say things like this. Wait a minute. Who are you? Who are you? And it's why a lot of people have been saying to young Don. Relax, young man. Slow down. You don't need to be teaching because guess what, guys? I don't think we're done with the theological changes. I don't. You know, one week he says something and the next week he's saying the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. Obsession with the law, right? And so I thought it would be good. I thought it would be good um, um, to comment on some things that I heard and someone saying, Chris, the man is a baby Christian. What else are you going to expect from him? The same as any Christian. I mean, the standards don't drop because you're young in the faith. (laughs) 
It's it's even more reason why he should not be teaching because he is a baby Christian. And some of those things is like, I don't know. Um. Uh, yeah, so I, I did a response to that. If you want to check that out, sis. Um, yeah, I, me and a brother, we did respond. We, we, we did a five hour response to some of that. Uh, but I chopped it down to like 45 minutes. Uh, if you want to check that out on my videos. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, we're just getting started with the young Don stuff. You know, it's, it's no telling where he'll end up in three days. I mean, guys, literally just last week, just last week. He was free grace and condemned me to hell, right? Just last week. What? Just like just last week, he was condemning me to hell, and I had to respond with jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? You know? Just last week, he did a live about me saying, I'm going to hell because I don't believe in free grace. Now, by his own admission, guys, by his own admission of last week, he has a different gospel. So, again, we're going to judge him by last week's standards <laughs> because it changes. According to young Don, he has a different gospel. He, he, he changes his gospel like you change socks. You know, um, I, I, I hate to see it. And it's, you know, I, I, I really don't enjoy seeing it. You know, I mean, it's it's sad that every time you look up, it's something new from Young Don. You know, something new every week. What will we see next week? You know, uh, it's it's really bad, guys. Um, real bad. So yeah, uh, just to just to have some people who are coming in. By the way, like this video if you are watching you know yeah someone said just got here he's no longer fruit grace what is he now wow that was quick yeah all right guys enough people are in here let's let's start let's get into this video i'm gonna uh share my screen here we're gonna play uh what someone sent me they luckily they sent me a timestamp because guys this this video was seven and a half hours long this man put in a whole work shift on YouTube, I said, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching a seven hour video. They're like, I got the timestamp. I said, Okay, I got you. They sent me the timestamp, but I was like, Wow, boy, ain't no way, boy, boy, ain't no way, boy. You know, so let's 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 get into this. You know, let's let's play this. Let me know if you guys can hear this well. Hey, what's up, Edgar? Hey, brother. Think it's a good time to call it a stream, man. Let us pray on this and read our Bible so the Lord can reveal to us what is correct. I appreciate your efforts, bro. It's coming from a good place. Love you, bro. I thought it was funny. Someone's like, wrap this up, bro. You've been... Yeah. Wrap this up. Because <laughs> you've been um going on for seven and a half hours long. Um. He says, technically, it's not a different gospel. He just changes his mind what he believes about justification. Man, he says some, some stuff where I'm like, hmm. But nevertheless, we'll, we'll listen. Hey, man. Y'all go look into it. Y'all go look into it. Those of you who have the or those of you have the courage to test these ideas that you believe, go look into it. You know, um, yo, Don, just breathe. God will sort it out. Much love. I mean, I'm straight, bro. I'm straight. 
This is what I'm saying. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. How do you feel about the confusion you're causing? The people you bashed about saying the same thing and the people you said you should be slow to teach because confusion you can cause. So this is actually a great question from this guy named Solo. Shout out to him. He's asking, how do you feel about this? So, so you've changed your position, right? Just, just like that, right? How do you feel about the confusion you're causing? The people you bashed about saying the same thing. Like now some, some have said, well, now he's actually promoting the law, right? And just last week you were condemning those same people. Like, so like, you know, that's, that's a bit confusing, right? I mean, this is a good question, right? And, and then he says, um, you know, the people that said you should be slow to teach because of the confusion you're called, you can cause. This is a good question. What do you think a person with humility would respond like? Like, yeah, man, you're right. I, I probably should be a little slower to teach things. A person who with humility would say, you know, you're right. I did cause confusion because I was teaching what I believe now from Young Don's current position to be teaching error. Now I'm preaching truth in a matter of a couple days. You know, I'm continually changing my position. Maybe I should be a little slower to teach. That's a good question. Nothing wrong with the question. Watch the response. Listen, man, I, I may have, you know, caused confusion. I'll admit that. May. But, but it gets worse. But I don't care because I. He doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I, I. I may have caused confusion, but I don't care. What, what kind of person who, who acknowledges they're wrong says they don't care about teaching false doctrine that they were once teaching, even according to his own admission? Right? Again, this is what we, many people, have been warning Young Don against. Bro, you... you there is no assurity that what he's even teaching right now, he'll continue to teach in a week or two. Because he's constantly changing his mind. Now, repentance is good, right? When it's of the truth. But even then, there's even when you, you know, you come into the truth, there still needs to be slowness to this. In the sense that you probably should be waiting till you actually are confident in the truth before you go out and teach the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buddy guy was straight up condemning us all to hell a few days ago, and he does not care. Did he abandon free grace? Yes, he did. Which is good, but it seems like the pendulum has swung. But let's continue listening. Saved souls along the way. So, oh, so he's saying he doesn't care because he saved so souls along the way. Now, young Don. This, this is the confusing thing, because just last week, he's saying what he taught now, what he's teaching now is a false gospel. But now it's a true gospel. Like I said, it's it's so confusing. It doesn't make sense. And I'm honest about it. I'm honest about it. I don't care. I don't care. Don't that care. People want to listen. I've always told you, read your Bible. This is the, you know, 
I don't have to be accountable for what I taught you because, you know, you'll be responsible too. And although there's truth in that, right? Yeah, man is responsible. He has all thousands of people watching this video, right? Um, hold on, I saw something interesting. Yeah, he's um, he's uh, has thousands of people watching, and doesn't want to have any accountability, right? I mean, you are responsible because a lot of these people you're teaching don't know anything about the Bible, and they're believing you. Right? Very interesting. Figure it out. You should not make any man an idol, and you should not make any man's words gospel. There is only one gospel, and it's in the Bible. So I save people's souls along the way. Well, first of all, Young Don, you don't save anybody's souls. It is the Lord alone. We should share the message of how they can get saved. But we're not, you know, again, this is this is blame shifting. This is you taught something that you at one point believed was heretical now are teaching that very thing. And people are saying, yo, young Dom, I mean, bro, you're just kind of confusing. Figure it out yourself. I don't care. No humility. Again, guys, if, if I, you know taught something that was drastically different. I was so confident. Matter of fact, I said people were going to hell for it and I changed my mind on it. Hopefully I would come a little more humble. Like guys, I was wrong. I, I, I apologize. I, I, I hope that you would forgive me, but I'm convinced of this. Like there were, there would be, I mean, guys, apologetic behind, you know, but there's none of that. He, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not your idol. Which, yeah, that's true, but you were their teacher. <laughs> you were up here teaching these people daily on YouTube, prompting yourself up uh, self-appointedly, might I add. Right? And then when people are like, bro, I mean, you're causing confusion. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. So basically, it's your fault if you listen to me confusing you. Sort yourself out. That's right. That's pretty much what he's saying. And this, again, is the immaturity we're speaking about. And not only the immaturity, guys, but the pride. The pride. Oh, good point. Did he publicly apologize to Alan Parr for lying? For now, for the very things he's saying, Alan Parr is now right about? I mean... <laughs> Come on. That's why teachers will have a stricter judgment. That's right. That's right. Very confusing. And we're learning together. We're learning together. Now, I had a problem with that. Not because it's not true. Right. We're all learning. But we're not figuring out our theology on the go on YouTube. That's the difference, young Don. That's the difference. I don't come to YouTube to work out my theology. I come to YouTube to teach what I know is true. I don't come to YouTube to play games with the word and, uh, you know, we're just all learning and figuring it out. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> you know, I teach something confidently last week. 
You know, and then next week I teach something else confidently, quote unquote confidently. And then I teach something again in three weeks. This is what the Bible condemns. Right? Being tossed to and fro from every wind and wave of doctrine. This young Don is the epitome of that Bible verse. He's the epitome of what the Bible is condemning in that verse. Right? I mean, every time I look up, I hear young Don is changing his views on something. Every guys, I'm, I'm not kidding when it's about every week. Every week since I've heard about young Don, there's been a major theological shift. Now, again, it wouldn't be too much of a problem if he wasn't out on here on YouTube teaching this confidently. Right. And anyone who disagrees going to hell. Right. <laughs> just this last week, he told me I was going to hell. Right. He just told me last week I'm going to hell. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? And that's what my response to him. Someone said, at least I discovered y'all's channel because of this. Hey, God uses the foolish things. <laughs> he uses the foolish things. Hey, I'm cool. Hey, the Lord. Hey, he knows, man. I, I, I introduce people to Christ. I re-encourage people to come to Christ. But you know what I'm saying? I don't care. Now, this is the, well, I can't be held guilty because look at all this good stuff I'm doing. He's right. Look at all this good stuff I'm doing. I can't. You, you can't hold me accountable. Responsible. I, I, I don't have anything to do with this. It's your fault. I'm leading people to Christ. <laughs> okay. If that's, if that's the quote unquote argument, then you could never condemn anybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as long as someone's saying, well, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm leading people to Christ. Oh, well, dang it. They got me. It's like the Trump card. Like, oh, dang it. We ain't got nothing after you said that one. Guys, this is why many people should not be teachers. Should be slow. Again, we've talked about it numerous times. I've, I've talked about it with, with uh, Marcus Rogers, Young Don, many people. Guys, it's okay to sit down and, and learn. Yeah, yeah. He went from free grace to look at all my works quickly. The very thing last week, he was straw manning me on, right? Do you want to build a straw man? He's now affirming. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? The very thing he was saying, I, I look to my works for, for, for right standing with God. That he's now appealing to. Just very interesting. Right? I don't care. I don't care about this, this sentiment, this idea. Oh, see, you don't know. You didn't know everything before you started teaching. I didn't ask to be a teacher. I just pressed go live and started talking which is teaching. I mean, you're just calling it something else, but it's not that you didn't know everything. It's that you confidently was condemning other people. You, you, you seem to be very confident in this last week. Of course, no one is all knowing. No, no one was accusing you of that. No, I, I already knew you wasn't all knowing. I mean, come on. I mean, I do that. Dom, the Monko, the Monko, the Monko.
I knew you wasn't all knowing. The issue is you claim that you knew this, that you were confident that this was the only gospel. Now you've abandoned that quote unquote only gospel. And by what you would say last week, have gone to a different gospel. Your own own words would condemn you guys. Your own words will condemn you. You know, there's something about there's something about consistency. Yeah, people on YouTube, LOL, I just press live. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's what everybody on YouTube does. You're teaching the Bible. You're in a self-appointed teacher. I don't care. If, obviously, you press live. That's how people are hearing it. That's <laughs> of course. But you appointed yourself as a teacher. No one called you. No one laid hands on you. You know, like the Bible says to do. None of that happened. You appointed yourself. You're not accountable to a local church. You know, elders, elders are you accountable to. You're your own church with one member, one head, which is you. You're the shepherd, the deacon, and the sheep all at once. There's no accountability. This is the danger of American Christianity right here signified. People think they could just get on YouTube. I am the church. No accountability. They think just because they got 10 or so people watching, they got themselves a church and they're now the pastor. Right? No learning from other men. No learning from others. You know, as the Bible says to do. People who have ran the race well, right? Who now are discipling us. None of that. None of that. Guys, YouTube is not the local church. Do not, and I'm going to say this with a strong warning, guys. Do not listen to this channel, All Things Theology, and think you have gone to church. Do not. This is not your church. I am not your pastor. This is not a replacement for your local body. Right? You don't give an, you ain't giving out no sacraments here. YouTube is not your church. And let me say something else for my reform crowd out there. John MacArthur, unless you go to his church, Vody Bauckham, Paul Washer, Steve Lawson is not your pastor. It is not your church. These could be supplemental means to your church and another encouragement, but this is not your church. This is not your church. So many have a low view of the of ecclesiology. Don't let Rome's high view of ecclesiology ruin a biblical a high view of of a biblical view of ecclesiology. Right. Don't let Rome's unbiblical view of ecclesiology ruin that there still is a high view of ecclesiology in the church. And we should not ignore it. Again, I'm thankful to. To, for the internet that man I would have met half of you guys I would have met nine tenths of you guys I'm, I'm thankful but guys this is not the church 
not the local church, right? Hey, universal church, right? Oh yeah, Christians. Yeah, okay. You, you guys know what I mean, but it's not the it is not the local assembly which the Bible tells us to gather unto. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to answering Adventism. Make sure you guys go subscribe to my brother. Jesus has a high ecclesiology. That's right. He does. He does. Oh, I like I like this one. Your local church should be your favorite pastor, your local church pastor. That's right. I agree. I agree with that. Let's continue. If people listen, that's on them. <laughs> so it's your fault if you're listening to me. You got, guys, you see this, the, the pride of this? You're, you're, you know whose fault it is for you listening to my false doctrine? It's your fault. My goodness, man. This is no humility. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And look, if people... You think if I cared about people sticking around, I would um, I would have done this and been open and honest? No, I would have done what most preachers do when they come across information that conflicts something they've held to for a long time. They ignore it. They ignore it because they don't want to seem valuable to their audience. But it's I don't care about valuable. that. The only thing I care about is truth. Now, I will say this whole process has humbled me a lot and it has transformed me. But if you think that I, I'm not really sure it's humbled you, <laughs> Cause you, you know, a humble man would say, man, I, I probably need to not work this out on YouTube. I, I, you know, I probably need to take time to before I confidently teach my assertions as and condemn other people to hell. I mean, I, I probably need to take a sabbatical. You know, I, I I probably need to take some time off, right, before I get back on YouTube teaching these these things. Right. I mean, a humble man. Right. He says this has humbled him. A humble man would be slow to teach when he has a history of being so wrong all the time. Uh, right? Right? I mean, you were a Calvinist, free grace. Now you go dipping into Hebrew root stuff. I mean, which way will the train of young Don go next? We don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm hoping a black Hebrew Israelite don't catch up on you. <laughs> me and me and Pastor Trey thinking the same thing. Yeah, by this by this journey, he he might be a Hebrew Israelite by by April first, right? I'm 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 hoping that's not the case. I don't know what uh what's what's going on here. Uh, uh, what's going on here? Is there something going on? <laughs> what are y'all trying to? Formally debate. Oh, uh, gotcha. I, I see. I see what's going on. <laughs> All right. I would have been better off just continuing to make the old content I was making and not talk about Jesus. Then, you know what I'm saying? That's your opinion and you're entitled to it. That's cool. I don't. I think I made the right. All, I made the right decision. I didn't do everything right, but I made the right decision in coming into Christ and preaching Christ as I saw fit. But let's...
But but you were, according to your own mission admission, you were, you were wrong about it all. According to your own admission, you had a false gospel. A- again, he, he's well. I was preaching some version of Christ. Is that the goal? <laughs> as long as you're preaching about some person named Christ, doesn't matter if who who it is is right or accurate. Or, that's not the goal. That's not the apostles' message. Well, preach some version of Christ. I mean, I mean, it's good enough as long as you mention Christ's name. It's it's like the magic uh, potion formula. Mention Christ's name and people will get. No, it's the substance that we're preaching. Listen, right? This is what I'm saying. Go and test this for yourself. You don't got to believe it just because I said it. But is what you're saying what the Bible commands us to believe. Again, this, this, this is just shifting blame. It's just, if what you're saying is the Bible's teaching, yes, we are commanded to believe that. This is postmodernism theology right here. You don't do theology like a postmodernist. If what you're saying is from the text, we are commanded to believe that. You don't got to believe it just because I said it. So. <clears throat> I can't believe you made a switch to works. You left a bunch of kids hanging on your preacher and confused and devastated. Well, yeah, yeah. Look, look, look at this comment. Is it, is it so true? Young. And I don't know if this I don't know who this person is. If they're still free grace. Right? But they're mad at young Don. This says, dude, I, I can't believe you made this switch to works. And, and, and guys, he's not denying it. He said, you left a bunch of kids hanging on your Patreon, confused and devastated. So people in his Patreon are like, man, I'm I'm paying $5 to be here, bro. And you, you switched up the free gates gospel on me. Right? And so <laughs> they're they're mad. And and understandably so understandably so they're upset right because yes just last week he was condemning people for the very thing he believes now think we're going to hear um you think you're going to hear an apology well if they want to stick around if they want to stick around, then I will help them to not be confused. I'm not preaching <laughs> works. What you need to understand is that there is a more intimate relationship between your one's behavior and one's belief than people want you to accept. Now, wasn't me and um, Rick Caldwell just said the same thing? Uh, uh, you know, a, a, a few weeks ago. Wasn't we saying that, hey, that if God has justified you, he will sanctify you? Perfect. Wasn't we saying, hey, those whom God justifies, he, he, he grows in the spirit, produces obedience? You know, 
And I don't know what y'all in the chat talking about. Look, y'all y'all getting into some unrelated video. <laughs> y'all wild. Let's stay on topic. Well, I don't you know, listen, listen, like you already are blind to the truth of the law. You're already blind to that. And so I'm not I'm not surprised that you feel this way. Right. No matter how many times I show you and break it down to you, you just cope around it. Now, will Young Don make it a video apologizing to people like me? Uh, Alan Parr. All, all the people who, you know, Lordship Salvation say, yeah, uh, justification, you know, faith produces obedience. Will, will he make a, a pup apology? I, I guess time will tell. But if this is supposed to be some kind of evidence of his apology, he's going to just be like, it was your fault for listening to me, which is not really an apology. You know what I'm saying? And so, look, I understand some people might be heartbroken because they're more concerned about sticking to, you know, beliefs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He blinded them. He was the one convincing many of these people of this. Right? He was the one convincing them adamantly, strongly. Right? Anybody who disagree is on their way to hell. Right? That's why I say, man, hey, you got to keep the same energy on the apology you make, you make. If you make it, right? I mean, I hope so. Than testing the scripture, but this was inevitable. This was inevitable. <laughs> inevitable? This was inevitable. And look, inevitable. He makes it seem like you go through like you're supposed to go through theological f phases. Like we go from error to to half error truth. I don't know the full truth. I, I don't know what he means by inevitable. You know. I've said this time and time again. I've said this time and time again to my wife. Look, if I thought I had the luxury to, you know, stop building the plane as I fly to stop preaching as I'm learning, I would do it. You, you don't have to build the plane online for everybody to see. There's, you don't have to come online to do this. Because guess what? You have no idea if what you're doing is actually building the plane right. You know, there are some things I don't know how to do. There's some topics I, you know, hey, man, it's not my strong point, but I don't come on YouTube to figure and work it out and build my plane, so to speak. That's not how you do things. You know, I'm not going to make a how to video on how to change your engine on the car when I don't know what I'm doing. Because guess what, guys, I don't know what I'm doing on that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to make how to videos. On how to do it. So it says, does he go to an actual church? I hear that he doesn't. I hear that he doesn't. Yeah, preaching. Young Dunn doesn't meet the qualifications to preach. That's right. You, you don't meet any. That's a good point. Not only are you not knowledgeable, you don't meet the qualifications of a preacher. Guys, it is okay. To learn in quiet. It's okay. Right? 
there was a period in my time where I, I, t- I talk about on Brother Shannon. Man, I was I had I had recently got converted. And, and here's why I actually um, I relate to this. Because I was young in the faith and I experienced some of this, not on the level, but I had a humbling. And guess what? That time I sat down. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I sat down. You know. Can't anyone preach the gospel? Well, he, he's doing more than that. He's setting himself up as a teacher. He's setting him up as a teacher, as someone you should also follow. Now, he wants to take the responsibility of that away. Right? Young dog confuses me. He confuses himself. <laughs> I would do it. You can do but it. It's clear to me, right? that it's clear to me that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Look, I'm talking about... Wait, why? Why is it clear? When from your own words, you, you, you're not even sure of what you're teaching. Or, and guess what? It, it can change tomorrow. It could, it could change tomorrow. You know what? The Lord may have called you be, to be a pastor of some sense. You know, I, I, I don't know. But right now you're not. <laughs> right now you are not called to it. Because again, people who are shifting every wind and wave of doctrine should not be preaching. They need to be sitting down. KW, you're a pastor. I am not a pastor. I know what a pastor is supposed to look like biblically, right? <laughs> I know what a pastor is supposed to look like according to the scriptures. You know, I don't know if I have that desire. I like to preach, but just preaching isn't what makes you an, a pastor. I think sometimes we've confused. Oh, he's he's got a gift to speak. I don't mean he's called to be a pastor. <laughs> you know, but anyways. Jesus every day and every day we're getting closer and closer to the truth. See, that's theology of a postmodernist. You can know the truth today. Every day we're getting closer and closer to the truth. So, yeah. No meat riding, but I rocking with you, teacher. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate <laughs> that, bro. Yeah, man. So listen, listen. This is a new this is a new direction we're going in. This is a new direction we're going in. I mean, like I said, I'm still testing it, but look, look, he's not even convinced where he is now. He's still testing it. You don't work. Theology is not a game that you test to see if it works or if you like it. You are convinced this is what God has spoken. This isn't a game. This isn't some game. I'm 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 testing this theological uh, view out real quick. See if I like liberalism. That's not how you work theology out. Is this what the Bible teach? If it is, you stay committed to it. You do not waver. You do not shake from it. You stay with it. This this isn't a test. I'm testing to see that this is not how you do theology. 
You see if you're going to... What? Hold on, let me hear that again. This is a new this is a new direction we're going in. This is a new direction we're going in. I mean, like I said, I'm still testing it, but Yeah, good point. You do not test drive doctrine. You don't test drive doctrine. You're still testing it. You test it. The testing period is when you're unsure. Then you go to the say, hey, look, I, I'm not in the testing period. I know justification by faith alone, through grace alone, and God, and God glory alone, to the scriptures alone, leave all alone. I'm, I'm, I'm not testing that out. I'm rooted in that. I know Jesus is God. I'm not testing it out. I firmly believe it. You don't test drive theology. I like that, by the way, Jada. Thank you. You don't test drive theology. This is own. We own it now. We're not seeing if I. No. No. See, this is why I say this is rooted actually in postmodernism. I'm just saying I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. Their scriptures are. There are too many scriptures that. Yeah. See, see, this is the problem. Uh, Shout out to Pastor Trey. He is doing this because he gets paid to be on YouTube. He's getting paid to lie for... Yeah, so his, this is his job, guys. He has to be on YouTube five, seven hours. This is a full... He's, he's working full shifts on YouTube. This is his means of living. Guys, sometimes doing the right thing, it can cost you. You know, doing the Christian thing... What the Bible says, sometimes it can cost you. Right? Yeah, he said not convinced of what I, yeah, I don't know what he's actually is he talking about his past belief or current belief? I I'm I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't get that point. What is a postmodernist? A postmodernist is where truth is subjective, right? There is no objective reality. Right? This is why he says, like, I'm still testing it out. This is why he said he's just growing in. You know, to see if it's true. Like, have you had a private conversation with Don, Young? I, I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, he doesn't seem willing or I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would love to. It's, it's not on my unwillingness. Right? Yeah, Karen. Eternal souls at stake? And this man is test driving his theology? Guys, yeah, the pastor is a very sober matter. Let me say, let me say this real quick. I remember one time, guys, I wasn't even preaching a sermon. I went up there to read the text of scripture once. And guys, I was literally shaking. <laughs> I was literally shaking reading the Bible verse in front of the congregation, in front of the people. Because I man, I believe I truly believe it is a weighty thing to preach on Sunday. I know you got all the people want to play the games and they make it a joke, big joke, right? You got the Mike Todds and the all these people that just make the theatrics of of of, of um, preaching. I know people do that, but guys, you are telling people this is what God has spoken. This is what God has spoken. This, this is not a game. This is not a game to go in the pulpit. This is why we prepare. I'm talking about pastors. 
It's why pastors prepare. It's why they study. I know some pastors who study much as some people work jobs. 30, 40 hours a week. By the time they get to the Sunday message. This ain't even if they got Sunday school. Midweeks, midweek sermons. My goodness, guys. This this is serious stuff. Very serious. Let me let me go back to my screen. That that question, this idea that when you're saved, this idea you believe once and then you're good forever and Jesus doesn't care about you. And like right, what 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 was the verse we was just about to go to? You know, I knew there was a matter of time. He would change his theology once he started entering into, um, you know, he started because he remember in my last video, he 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 rent and ranted about Sabbath stuff for a long time. Right. He went and uh, about law stuff the old time. And it, and it was I was asking the question, how can he hold these two diametrically opposed videos? And now we see, obviously, he can't. It didn't last long <laughs> once he started entertaining uh, his uh, his old covenantal law stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Very interesting. First John three, four. What about this? Now, th this part was pretty interesting. I, I, I'll just let you listen. Let me know what you guys think. You just you guys just want to ignore verses like this. Right. You guys just want to ignore verses like this. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, for the sin is transgression of the law. And ye know that he was, wait, is it this one? First John 3, 4, hold on. Yeah. Oh, no, this is, oh, that was ESV, my bad. That's the thing when they don't put these in KJV. Never mind. <laughs> Whosoever committed sin transgresseth the law, for sin is transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Whoso abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Know him, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the little, in this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. What is this? What is this? Whosoever doeth righteousness, not righteousness, is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. That's a law. That's a law. It's saying right here, if you do not love your brother, you are not of God. Is that not what this is saying? So I, I, I would need more clarification on this because it sounds like what he's arguing is you want if. If you do righteousness, then, uh, or, or sorry, hold on, whatever, whatever uh, okay, sorry, I see it's KJV, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 see, I don't know what he's actually trying to preach, because it sounds like he's saying, so I, I would see this verse as the evidence of the believer, 
No, one of the reasons is take you to the Greek. You know what I'm saying? Uh, First John three. <laughs> I had to get that sound clip. Take you to the Greek. You know what I mean? This is the evidence of the believer. You want to know who loves God? Well, one of the ways is you see how they love the brethren. Right. But I don't know if he's saying if you do all these things, then you'll be right before God. So let me let me keep playing. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Explain this. Go ahead. Explain this. Explain this. It's saying who that does not love his brother is not of God. Explain this. So you got to talk now? <laughs> this is awkwardly quiet. The Bible. I'm just, I on. didn't give you an opinion. I just said to explain this. I said it says whoso community would tell you in this sense doing righteousness simply means to believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. Okay. Well, then it goes on to say neither he that loveth his brother. Loving your brother. That is a law. That is an act. I thought I could live like the devil. I thought I didn't have to be loving to my brother. I thought I could just believe on Christ and I'm good. Explain this. I don't believe in one saved, always saved. I there we go. There we go. There we go. Young Don has now denied so much of... And we're going to keep playing my. OK, so that's what I was waiting for. Like I said, I haven't heard this part yet. Young Don now said he doesn't believe in one saved always. So so you can be justified, made right for a holy God. And then all that could be ruined. By little old you. Right. Little old you. Let, let, let's 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 keep playing. Let's see if he actually digs deeper into this. I do not. I do not. I came to this stream, not sure, on the fence, and- Whoa, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? What? He, he came to the stream, not sure if he believed that salvation was eternal, but I guess by six hours and a half, six and a half hours of talking on YouTube, he figured it out. What in the world is going on here? What, what, let's see what convinced him. Now I can say, Eileen, I do not, I, I don't believe in it. This guy is literally figuring out his theology on the go. Literally. On the go. And we're going to get into verses about how. One year justification cannot be ruined. The seed of a believer. Endures. Yeah, he came. You guys are like, he came to the stream. Not sure. How do you. And now you are. How does how does any man lead somebody like this? You know, one time I, I remember me and brother, uh, he, um, we went evangelizing to somebody and kind of around the same realm, like of what he's talking about. We were talking about salvation being by faith alone. And we were about, my friend was about to go to Galatians and like obviously destroy him. 
And before my friend went to Galatians, he was like, wait a second. Do you believe Galatians is in the canon? And the guy said, no, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> like what went through those brain cells to get him to the conclusion that Galatians is not in the Bible. That's what we're seeing from young Don. Just as quick as this theology has been. Do you believe this? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. No, I'm figuring it out. Oh yeah. Now I believe it. Oh, no, I don't. Yep. Just test it out. Yep. Liked it. Don't like it. That's young Don, how he figures out theology. You wonder why we say sit down? That's why. Young Don is why. And yeah, he's not teachable. Who does theology like that? You know, by the end of this video, I'm like, you know what? I've come to the conclusion. This is right. Who, who, again, I don't work my theology out on here on YouTube. By the time I've come to YouTube to teach something, I've already, I'm, I'm believing it. I'm, I'm, I'm rooted in it. Do not, guys, do your theology on YouTube. This is not a place for it. Study it on your own. Study it with, with a, a community of p people like-minded who you trust. Right? Yeah, yeah, brother, believers, you said K-Dub going to hell. Yeah, all these people you said were going to hell. Yeah, what's the means of how he tested this anyway, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, tossed to by every minute of the YouTube channel. Right? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all so, y'all so like, bro, look at this nastiness, man. If what he said a month ago and people died after, he'll be held accor uh, responsible according to the Bible. I mean, that's true. <laughs> he said, look at this nastiness. People, people are saying, reminding him of his own doctrines. He said, that's nasty. <laughs> it's like when I review somebody's videos and they're like, um, you know, why are you, what, what do they always say? What's the one that always gets me? You know, why are you, uh, attacking him? You know, why are you attacking him? It's like, when did disagreement become attack? Quit stoning him. <laughs> My hands are empty. <laughs> you know? Says, oh, man, what I miss? A lot. Dude said, so he just got done saying he doesn't believe in eternal security. <laughs> He's figuring all this on the go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, let me share the screen. There you go. Right? Instead of saying, dang, look at this. Bro, Is if, you, if what I'm saying now is something you agree with. Right. If you're saying instead of saying, oh, wow, look at this, bro, is actually open minded and he's not he's not like dogmatic. He's open minded. He's exploring the concepts and learning. You're trying to plot on. Right? Bro, listen, man. This, and this is the thing. This, uh, you have no response. He doesn't actually answer the question. <laughs> the, the issue is not even at this point. If you're right, the issue is you're constantly changing your mind on stuff. You are constantly coming over here condemning people to hell, which is nasty because you're wrong all the time. That's nasty. You want to talk about being nasty to people? That's nasty. Yeah, you're minimizing your doctrinal errors 
and the confusion you're causing, that's nasty. Right? That's nasty. And then when people call that out, you get mad. <laughs> this isn't humility. This is not humility at all, man. Somebody's got to be able to sit you down, man, and tell you, dude, you, you are so prideful and unwilling to listen. This is the thing. This is a sick thing that I've seen in the Christian space. Sick. There are people who don't want you to actually change your mind because they have a hate boner for you. They what? <laughs> what are we listening to? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, it is not hateful to call out your error. Well, they got, I, I, I won't even repeat what he said. It, this, this is so weird. This is just so strange. That's nasty. That's literally nasty. <laughs> that is nasty, man. What? I mean, I don't know the motivation for why he changes his doctrine every week. I don't know why. I, 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 I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. It's irrelevant. I'm always like, stop. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to say that. Uh, hey, at, at all things theology, one thing you will get is we, we, we keep it clean around here. You know, we, we don't tolerate, you know, vulgarity. Even, yeah, you, it doesn't have to be a cuss word to be vulgar. Right. We will use adult language, but we won't use these kind of things. Right. They don't they they love to like hate on you. And so they they pretend as if they hate that you don't agree with them. But this is this is called moving the goalposts. What is moving the goalposts? Right. Let's say someone or, or ship blame shifting. Someone calls you out for something that is true. Well, we see this all the time. I've been guilty of it. May the Lord grow me in this area. But uh, let me use this in the context of marriage because it's relevant. <laughs> Let's say my wife calls me out on a sin. Honey, you lied about this. We all lie. You lied too last week when you said <laughs> that is shifting the goalposts. That is shifting the blame. And it's not actually dealing and addressing the issue at hand. It may be true. But it's actually missing the point and you are shifting the blame sir you are shifting the goalposts it's irrelevant even if true guess what people can hate you but still be right on this point that's right this is gaslighting and, it, and, it, and it's muddying the waters it's causing people to think oh they hate him therefore they're wrong about this point too Right. This is missing the forest for the trees. And it should not be happening from Christians. You were wrong. Admit it. Don't shift the blame. Don't you to this and you to that. Oh, wow. This is a good point. Could you imagine him reviewing his own videos? He would condemn himself to hell, man. They want a reason not to like you. And so when you change your mind due to start and you actually agree with them, now they still want to find a reason to hate you, even though now you're preaching the same thing. Why? 
he's missing the point. He's missing the point. We, I've been saying this. He said, I see a straw man in this future. <laughs> I got you, bro. That's all you got to do is ask. Do you want to build a straw man? I've been saying this from day one with young Don. Young Don. You need to sit down. Young Don. You need to sit down and learn. That Guys, hasn't that been my constant critique of Young Don? That he has no idea what he's talking about and he needs to sit down and get off these YouTube streets before he comes on here confidently teaching and condemning people to hell? That's been my constant rebuke of Young Don. Just because you're right, I still believe the same thing. Oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. One reason not to like you. You didn't change your favorite color. You're talking about the gospel. Amen. Yeah, I, I, I've been saying this since since I've known about Young Don. Listen to the first. Go listen to the first video I did of him. Homie, you sit down. It's not hate to say that, man. It's guys, it's, it's loving. Man, we gotta stop doing this too, man. This this happens a lot and I don't know, man, if it's the um emotional state of people now is just like so emotional thinking, right? You, you people don't know how to logically think, but anytime you say something, that was you're just so hateful and is what's being said true. Man, we, we gotta stop thinking like the world, man. The world thinks like this. You call a, a woman a actual woman. I'm a man. I'm a man. You call me a man. They're so emotionally driven. And that attitude has infected and been incepted into the church. You say anything truthful, right? Because uh, so like they old feelings, right? <laughs> so like they old feelings, right? Uh, or so like uh, man's feelings, right? So like man's feelings is, is the mantra of today. You offend man's feelings and they're one to fight you. They're, they're one to curse you out. Stop being so emotionally driven to, to where you have to use emotive language like this. This is not addressing the point. Get to the heart of the issue. Because notice he has not addressed that's one beats question, but I think that's one beats was in here earlier. He hasn't even addressed the point he's actually argued. He's just blame shifting. It wasn't about the truth. It wasn't about actually getting the message out there. They just, they're just haters. <laughs> like, this is nasty, bro. <laughs> nasty. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I like this Latin phrase a lot better. I like this Latin phrase. Sole emotionalist. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Sole emotionalist. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And if if one of my bros if whenever people in the in the in I've been talking teaching about the law and the importance of the law, when people who have been fighting me on it or people who've been disagreeing with me on it, when they finally change over and like, bro, you know what, I think I think I see what you're seeing and I think I agree with you, I don't go well, now you better go apologize to everybody who you told don't need to keep the Sabbath. Go Here's the issue, young Don. Even they're not going on YouTube teaching this stuff like you are. Here, that's the difference. 
I need to make that straw man sound bite uh, downloadable, huh? <laughs> Here's the difference. These people that are coming to you apologetic now saying, hey, I should be obedient <laughs> as a heart of a justification, I guess. Or who, who knows? Seems like you're going farther than that. They're not on YouTube teaching people the free grace theology like you are. That's your theology. I mean, that's that's what you're teaching. That's the difference. Yeah, he called me a heretic for going to the Greek. You know, take you to the Greek. <laughs> we gonna still take it to the. Take you to the Greek. Goes, you led them astray. It's like, bro, this is a process. We all learning. We're all. This is a process. <sighs> My goodness, guys, this irritates me so much because you got people out there teaching on YouTube. Who don't know what the heck to believe because it's all a process. Again, postmodernism theology. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody really knows. I mean, it's a process. Justification isn't a process, and knowing what justification is, is isn't a process. You either know salvation by faith alone, through grace alone, or by grace alone through faith alone, or you don't. Yeah, he's trying to catch up, man. In, in seven hours, he's trying to do what Marcus Rogers has done in seven years. My goodness. All seeking after truth, right? It, it's, a, it's mad false teachers out here. It's mad false teachers out here. It's mad different doctrines out here. It's a thousand different. But tomorrow, you may join them in their false doctrine. That's the problem. Theological jello, man. I feel like Steve Lawson, give us some men who know the truth. My goodness. Different denominations. Like, I'm just a guy, bro. I'm just a guy trying to figure out truth and share Jesus here. But, I, you know, I don't, at least I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm open-minded. Like, dang, man. Y'all be a too open-minded that you, you don't sleep with the door open like this, man. So crazy. and I look, Nasty. I, bro, Nasty. I'm, bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm fixing to get ready to make a video. I was talking to Ruslan about this. Fixing to make ready, getting ready to make a video where, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, I'm I'm about to apologize to Alan Parr. I'm about to apologize to Mark the Messenger. I'm about to apologize to Truth Unedited. Why? Well, hold on. Mark the Messenger, he teaches salvation is about your obedience and faith. So... I hope you're not apologizing to him. He 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 is a false teacher. I I, I don't know truth unedited. I, I think that's the uh, Hebrew roots guy. So where's my apology? <laughs> because even though I do not agree a hundred percent still with what they, I'm pretty sure none of them preach that we need to keep the Mosaic law at a hundred percent. See see this is the danger. Of of uh sorry I'm gonna say of uh young Don. The very central message of the book of Hebrews. I couldn't think of anything that goes diametrically opposed to the book of Hebrews as what was just said there. He's going back to the shadows, to the types. Guys, we have the substance revealed in Christ. Right? We 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 have the substance.
My goodness, no, we're, we're not going back to the Mosaic law. He says all of it. Guess what? Guess what was part of the Mosaic law? Sacrifice. You going back there? I guess forget the blood of Christ. You got the blood of lamb and goats, huh? He said all of it. Hold on. We're going to hold him to that standard. Hold on. Because even though I do not agree 100% still with what they, I'm pretty sure none of them preach that we need to keep the Mosaic law at 100%. 100%. So forget the temple, you know, of, of Christ. He he wants the, the temple in, in literal Israel. Now, that may be controversial to some people, but I'm all about that covenant theology around here. You know what I'm saying? Get out of the way, Christ. Back to the blood of lambs and goats. I mean... The, the the priestlyhood of all the believer? No, we want the Levitical priests. You see how this stuff gets dangerous from what he just said? You see how this is dangerous? Do not go back to the elementary things. So, so you know how much a cow is in today's economy? You try to go back to the... <laughs> you try to go back to the... To the uh, Mosaic law, yeah, read Galatians and Hebrews. We're not going back. We're not going back. We pressing forward around here. Yeah, you can't keep all them laws. Yeah, who can keep the law 100%? You know, he not keeping all them laws. Yeah, he sounds like he's he's going to some kind of Hebrew roots theology here. Right? I'm pretty sure, you know, um, I don't know if any of them actually believe in one saved, always saved. But the point is, is like, bro, at the end of the day, everyone's just trying. People are trying to figure this out. So, hey, just we're, we're just trying, man. We're doing the best we can. I mean, God's word ain't clear enough to to really bring us to the absolute truth, objective truth on all these things. We'll figure it out one day. Right, Roman Catholics, you know, Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, you know, uh, we're just all figuring it out, right? No, sir. No, sir. God's word. I hold to something called the perspicuity of scripture. When God speaks, you know, especially on uh, essential things, God, God, God is God's word is clear. It's not that that God's word isn't clear. Man just doesn't want want to, to listen, right? We we what's the movie with that blindfolded bird box? We bird box spiritually speaking. You know, to be honest, we're 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 dead. I mean, we're dead. We 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 don't want to hear what God has spoken. It's not just figuring out. Yes, yeah, God's words ambiguous on this stuff. Everybody, look, everybody. This young Don makes theology seem like just go, just go pick what you want. Yeah, the KGV bit was getting hard to understand. Cause wasn't he just condemning me last week about you know the KJV is clear and what God says spoken he's is is clear and we don't need the Greek we got the English and but now he's speaking like a postmodernist. Man oh man, give a man a week and he'll change his whole theology, huh? People are trying to figure this out, and. I'm realizing that things are more nuanced and complex than I thought before.
the gospel, the gospels nuanced and complex than before. No, sir. The gospel is very clear, sir. It just contradicts man's pride. It contradicts the righteousness that man wants to work for. You, you know, I was reflecting on this verse the other day. Let me let me let me give you some Bible. You want to talk about you can lose your salvation and salvation is by faith and obedience. Well, what shall we say then? What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? What did Abraham gain? The, the answer is obvious. The answer is obvious. He gained righteousness. The question is, how did he gain it? I was just on Daryl King's uh, show the other day. We were talking about this. So this is just a refresher for him. <laughs> yeah, he need to change his, his channel name to figure it out. Young, young don't know. <laughs> you know, young don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's continue. Verse two. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as a due. Guys, you want to see, you want to see works righteous people get mad? Read them Romans 4, 5. You want to see them lose their absolute self-righteous heart? <laughs> Read to them Romans 4, 5. It says, and to the one who does not work, you want to get salvation? Here's how you do it. Don't work for it, but believe in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is counted as righteousness. It's not by your works, but it is in his work. Whose work? Christ's work. That's how one merits righteousness. Just as David also speaks a blessing up to the one whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not count his sin. You want to know whom the Lord's sin that he does not count? The one who does not rest in their own works, right? But they have found true Sabbath. They have found true rest, true shalom in Christ and what he has done. You know, I'm a lover of hymns. Nothing in my hands I bring simply to the cross i cling guys salvation is not working hard for, to, for you to merit righteousness salvation is about laying it at the foot of the cross laying it at what christ's merit meritorious work and what he has done right right what can wash away our sins right as the hymn goes what can make us whole again, my friend? There is nothing on this earth that can make you right before a holy God. Not your status, not your job, not your career, not your money, not your self-called holiness, righteousness. My friend, there is nothing on this earth that can make you right before a holy God. Nothing but the blood of Jesus, his death, his, his obedience, his death, his resurrection, his life, right? His righteousness on, 
on behalf of those who are unrighteous. My friend, if you trust, let me speak to you guys real quick. If you trust in your righteousness, my friend, you will perish in your sin because there is God accepts nothing but perfection. You want righteousness? You need perfection. And my friends, if you're anything like me, if you know your heart, you know yourself, you know your past, you know you sinned, you know your your unworthiness, you know that in and of yourself, you still have unrighteousness. Praise God to the believer, though. God is cleansing us up, but God only he accepts nothing less than perfection. If you run on your own merit, you will perish. If you trust in Christ and yourself, you will perish. It's not faith and obedience. It's faith alone to the glory of God alone. We bring nothing in our hands except the faith that God gave us. And we're trusting in Christ. Sorry, I feel like preaching, y'all. We trust in Christ alone. I have nothing else to bring to God. I have nothing else to give him except the sin that made it possible for him to give his life in the first place. (laughs) None of my righteousness is completely filthy rags. They're tainted with sin. Nothing, guys, nothing. See, this is why this is important. Because as someone mentioned earlier, lives are on the line. Lives are on the line. It's the gospel at stake. We can't figure it out. We're not testing this. Guys, I am assured of this. I am assured as I'm speaking to you that this is what I presented is the gospel. Young Don is right. You're a heretic. (laughs) After you hear all that preaching, you call me a heretic. Okay. Well, the Bible, I just presented exactly what's in the Bible. So maybe you are. Mr. Drew Weeks, good to see you, my man. God bless you, bro. Good to see you in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strike up strike up the organ, man. Strike up the organ. What is the best way to share the gospel with an unbeliever? Just open your mouth, man. Just open your mouth. No, seriously, just preach it, man. As long as you know the gospel, just do it. You know, sometimes we're just, we get in the way sometimes. So, man, should I do it this way or just preach the gospel? If you got to get up on a box and just preach the gospel. Now, after all, I say this, this is the question. So should people live in sin and not try to change? Do you want to build a straw man? It is in the gospel that produces righteousness and holiness in my life. But nothing that I do, even in the Christian life, is meriting my right standing with God. See, you get the gospel wrong. You conflate justification with sanctification. You have a whole nother gospel. So where you have a person trying to live to merit their justification. When we just read, it says to the one who does not work. Like I said, you want to make a self-righteous person mad? Read Romans 4 or 5. Don't work for your justification. Watch them blow up. What do you mean? It's, I got to do something to gain it. I got to do something to get right with God. To the one who does not work. We've read the verse. 
Romans 3.28, justification is by faith apart from works. You want to get a mad? Go to those verses. Right? If, if, if justification was by law, Christ died for nothing. Romans 11.6, right? <laughs> Let me read this verse. You want to get these guys back? Write down these verses. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Because otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. You mix grace and works, you no longer have grace. Because grace is giving you something you don't deserve. Right? See, you faith without works is dead. <laughs> no one's arguing that. Notice I'm just reading the verse. <laughs> Notice I'm just reading the verse. See, I told you, you want to get a, a person who is who is filled with righteous self-righteousness mad. Go to these verses. It, it draws the devils out. I feel like Marcus Rogers. These, <laughs> these Pharisees, right? You want to see people just get so heated, so mad. Go to these verses. It, it draws out those who think they have a little righteousness to give to God. You have nothing to give to God. Nothing to give to God. My friends, it is by grace. Again, you add works to grace. You don't have grace. You don't have grace. He says, what about Ephesians 2? Wait, that proves my point. Let's go to that text. I love this text because it's actually encompassing the very thing that I'm saying. Let me share my screen with you guys. Let me share this. It says, for by grace you have been saved. Hold on. We've already established grace and works are not to be mixed. Right. For by grace, we have been saved. That is the unmeritorious giving of God, gift of God. If it's unmeritorious, you can't do anything to earn it. Right. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. Faith is the instrumental means of which we lay hold to the righteousness of Christ. Yeah, man, this man got me fired up around here. I don't even be getting fired. <laughs> right. In this, what is the this? I believe that this, you know, hold on. We got to, hold on. Let's hold on. I got a sound effect for this. Take you to the Greek. This is in the neuter. I believe it's it's uh, uh, a comp, uh, going back to all of it. The grace, the salvation, the faith. This is not your own doing. This is not your own doing. Guess what? You didn't, you didn't earn the grace of God. You didn't earn the salvation and you didn't earn your faith either. It is the gift of God. God gave these things not because you earned it, because of his graciousness, his love, his kindness, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Guys, if you added a little bit of your works, you can boast a little bit, right? I, I, got, my, I got my water. Somebody give me a towel, <laughs> right? It is not on the basis of works. So that no one may boast. Guys, no one will get to heaven and said, man, I did a little good. That's why I'm here. No one will say that. Now, as the result of this, that's why it is the four or in the Greek, right? Hold on. The Greek to the Greek. 
right? Four, gar, because of this, the four is explaining the previousness, right? Because of that, we are his workmanship. Because we have been saved by grace through faith, we now work. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him that we should walk in them. This is the perfect explanation of what I've been teaching. What many people have been teaching, the reformers have been teaching. Salvations by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scriptures alone. Leave it all alone. And because of this, we now obey. It's not salvation plus works. Or, or it's not faith plus works equals salvation. Right? That's not the that's not the formula. It's faith equals salvation plus works. Our faith produces this work. There, there, there is no contrast here in what I've been teaching. The contrast is what young Don has been teaching and now is teaching. It is glorious. I see PC is PC gamer still here calling me a heretic for teaching this this back this same thing. Y'all like the Greek sound back? Take you to the Greek. We go hey, we're gonna wear that one out. If you are saved, you will have the word, the world, the, you will have the world of the Holy Spirit, God. Are we I don't I don't the grammar there's a bit confusing. Maybe you need to take you to the Greek. Because I don't understand what you're saying. But I think what you're saying is if we're saved, we'll have the word of the Holy Spirit, which God has prepared beforehand, because I, that's what I'm saying. Well, I just got called a heretic for this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, appeal, you appeal to your works. You appeal to on judgment day, guaranteed, guaranteed this. You appealed, you appeal to, to what you have done. It will not be a, a glorious day for you. You will not partake of the marriage supper of the lamb. You know why I'm getting in? God asked me, why should I let you in, K-Dub? You shouldn't. I'm going to point to Christ. Let me in because of him, not because of me. Not because of me. I'm not getting in because of me. I failed. I've broken God's law. I've sinned. How, how could God let me in because of what I did? This is not how anyone gets to heaven. You know, we have many people do not understand justification today. It is the, it is the, it is the, Man, we get the, we get, you get the gospel wrong. I do not care what you get right. I don't care if you know the world's in sin and all the cultural stuff that's going on and cultural Marxism and, and communism. I don't care if you get all that right. If you get the gospel wrong, who cares? You go to hell with those guys. Who cares? But God and his richness and grace, but it's because of Christ. All because of him. Christ, man, it's, it's, it's the beauty of Christ and what he has done. You know, this is why this is why this is why I love. Uh, man, I just love hymns, man, that just exalt Christ. You know, exalt Christ. It's man. 
man, you just ever been listening to him and you're like, get back up there, get back, get back up there, tear. <laughs> man, I was me and my wife were listening to one on the way, uh, way out this uh, this morning. It's like, man. Uh, maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done. But I hope that was helpful for those who are struggling with this. Hope it was helpful for man. I hope young Don um, would listen to this man and hear me out. Play more than five, four minutes of my video. That would be helpful. You know, I think you will learn a lot, especially when you're admitting you don't know anything. You're a theological postmodernist, right? Got a hymns playlist. I've been listening to someone called um, Thief to the King. Um, which, uh, man, they've been a joy to my heart. Check out Thief to the King. Uh, I, I like Sing Team. Uh, they're good, too. What comes first, justification or sanctification? Obviously, justification. Because it can't be by the grounds of your obedience. Justification is what produces sanctification. So, yeah. Uh, check out some of that, man. Check out. Uh, yeah. Man, those are kind of my two favorite right now. Uh, obviously, you got Sovereign Grace. They're pretty dope, too. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so PC PC Gamer asks, where does faith alone come from? It comes from God. <laughs> it's a gift of God. Yeah, so we, we, we had a private discussion. I, I mean, we're not going to have anything public. <clears throat> but yeah, we had a private discussion. Hey, let them cook. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I ain't even start preaching yet. I, see, I don't know if I could preach a sermon because this is how I would be. I, I get too excited. Y'all should saw, saw me on Daryl King's um, live yesterday. Um, you know, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was expounding on Psalm 15.1, and I, I, let's just say I got a little too excited. <laughs> I would love to preach that text. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter heaven. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Yeah, because they don't have faith. They claim something they don't actually possess. Yeah, it was great, man. It was a good time, man. I, I told my wife, I was like, that might have been my favorite interview. I don't, I don't say that jokingly. Uh or anything, I, uh, man, sometimes you're like, man, halfway, you ever been in an interview, you like, I should have did this, <laughs> but that was one was one where I was like, man, this is actually a, a good time, man, we, we could have gone another hour, and I would have been enjoying it, and so we, we were just talking about the richness of theology, and so it was good, yeah, so yeah, I got to share my testimony on uh, Daryl King, so if y'all, man, if y'all just want to hear some things, man, I don't really talk about, I kind of shared some of my passions, as well so yeah 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 um, yeah so he uh young don rejects um salvation being eternal what channel was it daryl king daryl king kato got the southern baptist preacher <laughs> i got a little bit but hey i grew up charismatic so i don't think i don't think all of it left which that's fine man i love man i love uh you know, uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, the Puritans in the sense of like their preaching, like or at least what they produce. Men like uh, J uh, 
George Whitfield. Um, I like Steve Lawson. Obviously, he's not a Puritan or anything, but uh, Steve Lawson. Man, I just love that passion and preaching. I cannot stand preaching that's just like, you know, it's true, but you're like, brother, you got to preach it like it's true. Man, I want to believe it. I want to believe that you believe what you're saying. You know? What is iniquity? Is it not lawlessness sin? Yes. That is characteristic of an unbeliever, not a believer, though. So, yeah. Uh, can you post a link? Someone post that link for me. Um, but, yeah, it's on Daryl King's channel. It's, it should be his last live. Um, hold on. Matter of fact, let me do this. Let me. I'll make Daryl King a mod, man. Because uh, so he can post it for you. Let's see something real quick, real quick. Like. Man, it was it was a good time being on his channel, though, man. I was I was truly blessed. Uh, there you go. You can add it now, uh, Daryl. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, he earned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, said weird. I thought faith alone is defined as dead faith in the Bible. Maybe it's just a KJV. No, 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 no. Well, so so no. There. In that text in James 2 is talking about dead faith, but that's not, it's not a true act of, it's not true faith. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve Lawson, man, that was one of the first preachers I started listening to when um, I, uh, I started coming into Reformed Theology. He was very helpful. African pastors, hey. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. It's like, what, what do I think about? Gino Jennings, <laughs> he's a false teacher. Yeah, not a, not a, um, he said the man name is young, young Donald until he gets a more biblical understanding. <laughs> if his mama name about Donald, I would call the boy Donald. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I am, um, I just love preachers, man, who, who just preach, man, with, 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 with some, um, no, faith alone is not dead faith. No, 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 no. That's not that's what not what's meant. There's dead faith, and then there's true, genuine faith. Our right standing before God is by faith alone, not by works. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve Lawson is very good on regeneration. Man, I, I love when he preaches. I got to hear, listen to him t uh, a couple times. I got to take some. Uh, I got I got to be Steve Lawson and uh, let me tell you guys a quick story about Steve Lawson's story. I went to a uh, Bible study once, you know, his little Thursday morning Bible studies, and afterwards I just introduced myself and told him who I was. And this was like three years ago, uh, three years ago, yeah. And so he was like, it, everybody was kind of leaving, uh. Everybody's kind of leaving. And he said, hey, just come sit down with me, man. Have breakfast. <laughs> so here I am eating eating breakfast with Steve Lawson, man. Uh, it was a great time. We just had some good fellowship, man. We were talking about Reformed theology, a lot of stuff. Like for an hour, I got to just hang out with Steve Steve Lawson. It was it was great. I was like, wow, this is this is it's like a humbling, you know. So yeah, he took time with the, the young black boy just to ask him some questions and learn about me. So it was, it was, it was real dope, man. So that's something that'll always stick with me. 
Why do you believe false? I'm, I think you're uh, talking about Gino. Well, he denies the Trinity and he believes salvation is by works, faith and works. So those two things. Yeah. G3. I, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to work it out. I'm trying to go to G3 this year. Uh, everything's worked out for me to go. So, yeah. Lawson got to meet K-Dub. <laughs> that's right. That's right. James 227, 17 to 26. I've already explained it. So James is speaking about the demonstration of just uh, faith. Whereas, you know, you have Paul speaking about the grounds of justification. And so they're arguing two different things. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with what James saying. If you have come to true saving faith, you will produce works. Nothing wrong with that. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stay away from Gino. <laughs> he's basically Bernie back in Friday. Uh-oh. Once saved, always saved is a damnable heresy. By that logic, you can continue being a thug and you are still saved. If you don't have a chance, life, you're not saved. Well, if you want a straw man, hold on, I got something for you. Got something for you, sir. Do you want to build a straw man? All right, so we can lose our salvation. Explain me this. Explain to me text like this. John 10, 27 and 28. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Notice what, notice the sheep, this isn't a maybe. Verse 28, I give them eternal life. Right? We agree there. And they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Well, some people say, well, then, well, then they, uh, some people will say, well, you can jump out of his hand if you want. Then you will perish and Jesus will be a liar. The point is they'll never perish. This does not conclude you can live however you want. Because remember, the sheep follow his voice. They follow him. So, yeah, that's a straw man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's all going to G3? Who's all going to G3? Okay. Lord willing be at G3. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Romans 6 is for all you guys. By your logic, Dia makes it saved. <laughs> okay. So as long as they say they're saved, I got to believe they're saved. We're not really proving why, but just an assertion. Uh, your first year. Hey, I've, this will be my first year at G3 too. You know, so yeah. I used to be a thug. Nah, I'm a believer. I used to be a thug. I know God is real. Some of y'all don't know about that though. <laughs> No more thug and no more kills. Yeah. Okay. Going to G3. Aiden's trying to go. Yeah, yeah. Notice they follow Jesus. The sheep are doing something else. They're following Jesus. What do you mean? <laughs> That's who's following Jesus. What is what are you talking about? They follow Jesus. Who's the they? The they are the sheep. How do you what? How do you how do you just uh how do you switch up the sheep and they? The they is somebody else. Prove that from the Greek, you know? Prove that from the... Take you to the Greek, you know? Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. You just said on Corey Channel that once you're saved, you begin to hate sin, correct? <laughs> Apparently not, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Interesting, man. People are interesting. 
people are interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if you save, then you won't choose to follow. These guys contradict themselves. In one sentence, say people don't live like this. But then in another sentence, say people live like the devil. And then they lost. It's like, which one is it? Yeah, where's St. Westbrook? I got you, bro. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Maybe maybe my sir, my good friend want to come on. You know, I got, I got, hold on, man. I got a little time today. You know, I got a little. I, I, I wake up motivated. I wake up trying to bless somebody, inspire somebody, encourage somebody, help somebody to the next level. I got time today. I got time today. I got time. I got time. I got time today. You want to come on, Jesus Christ is Lord? He says not, he said, it's not just. Does not just believe they are obeying Jesus. Even demons believe and tremble, and demons aren't saved. <laughs> Notice what the verse says. Yeah, I want you to explain John 10, 27, 28. If you would like to come on. Let me uh if you'd like to come on, sir. The 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 you know, it's it, 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 we gonna post this. The link is in the chat, sir. If you would, you have to explain John 10, 7, 28 or John 10. I mean, I mean, we, we, we can read the full context if you like. Let's let's. It doesn't doesn't really help your case, but I mean, we, we'll go to talk about the good shepherd, my man. Notice what no man, this is the, the context even better. Notice what 26 says. You got all these people claiming to believe. Let's start at verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name bear witness about me. Verse 26, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. Ooh, ooh, that's heavy right there. If you actually know what Jesus is talking about there, Jesus is actually saying, you haven't been given to me by the father. You're not a sheep. Right. You're not a sheep. You have not been given. By the father to be the elect. Right. You, you, you want to know what I was when I asked to all these people. To think they can lose their salvation. How do you know you're going to be saved tomorrow? If salvation is by your endurance. Right. Obviously, we endure, but if salvation is by your uh, endurance, your obedience, how do you know you're going to be saved tomorrow? You can lose you can lose your salvation with one sinful thought, according to these guys. There's no assurance with these guys <laughs> that they're going to endure to the end. They have no they, they don't know. Sheeps are obeying. That's the point. Obviously, I agree. But that's not the point. <laughs> that the point you're saying they can lose their salvation. Come on in, Jesus Christ is Lord. Nine one one. You're gonna have to call nine one one after this. Come on in. The water's fine. Come on. Come on. Let's 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 have a conversation. The link is in. You you need it again. Yeah, he's, he's literally making an argument. Yes, the sheep abide. The sheep obey. That's the point. You're actually saying at, at some point they cannot obey. At some point they cannot obey and lose everything and perish. <laughs> That's your argument, not ours. <laughs> we agree they obey. <laughs> you saying sometimes they don't or most of the time they don't or at some point they can't, they won't. 
We're saying, no, the sheep will. <laughs> so you walk it in, but you lip it out. <laughs> man, I got a good chat in here, man. Man, hey, Jesus Christ, Lord, is you coming or not? Is you coming or not? 9110. <laughs> is you coming or not, man? You know? Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back. Come on. <laughs> Come on, are you coming or not? You know, I try to be friendly and invite people on. I, I, I think I'm a nice guy. Why they don't want me, man? I feel like Will Smith. Why they don't want me, man? Why they don't want me? You know? Let's have a friendly conversation, man. I, I, I've had some... Crazy people. I'm not saying that he's crazy, but I've had some crazy people come on this channel and I've treated them respect, right? No, nothing, nothing worse than Joe Lumen by far. She is the most insane person I've ever had a conversation with. It seems like we're on the same page. If you're arguing, you can lose your salvation. No, we not. No, we not. But we go to the Greek. Nah, I ain't, I ain't doing that. <laughs> now let's have a friendly conversation, man. I don't think we're agreeing. You're saying that somebody can lose their justification. They're, they can perish. A, a, a sheep can perish. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you're arguing. He just realized, he, he's not agreeing with the conclusion, but he's actually agreeing with the foundation. Now, I would will, I will like, let, let's see if we actually agree. I want to ask a question uh, that would determine if we agree or not. You don't, I mean, you don't have to spend all day on here. A couple minutes, man. If you got to go, you got to run, I, I get it. But, uh, <laughs> MJ is bald. Mm, he's hairless. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a good point. He says, Don acts like God is currently writing the Bible as he's reading through it. Even when Corey gave him scriptures, he didn't take them because he simply didn't find them on his own. We're all students. Yeah. Good point, man. Good point. Um, Jesus Christ is Lord nine one one, man. Are you coming on or not? Are you are you coming on or not? You said people can lose their justification. I want us to go to the text. That's the premise. Now you're shifting the goalposts and trying to find areas where we agree. We agree on these other issues. Let's discuss our disagreement about people losing their salvation. Right? I mean, if you agree, if you're changing your mind that people can't lose their justification now, that God's sheep will not perish, then amen. Hallelujah. You know? If, if if not, I, 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 you know, I mean, we we can we can do it, you know. I mean, we can have a friendly conversation. You know, I I, I just want to, I mean, I just want to challenge your assertion that people can lose their justification, that the sheep can perish. <laughs> he said, "Yo, that rope pull too good. <laughs> you find out you used to be pop like, hey, back in my day, you know what I'm saying." Back in my day, I ain't gonna, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, what happened to 911? Because of the peace idea. 
So, so you believe you can? Well, hey, true to the call, you can come on. If nine one one won't come on, true to the call, call or nine one one, anyone. Right, and we're gonna go to this text, and I want you to explain it. Yeah, backsliding is not losing your salvation. Christians can fall into sin. Christians don't remain there. So yeah. Let's see, let's see. I'm waiting on that call, man, you know? Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back. Come on, come on in. <laughs> I can't always all the smoke today. You know, I, some of these people be, be coming in, you know, and they, they accuse you of being a heretic and all this. And then when you challenge them, they're like, you know, they get a little, a little quiet, you know, and sometimes... You know, they don't want to come on and they don't want to defend it, you know? And so, you know, I mean, I just want to have a talk. <laughs> I just want to talk, man. I tell these guys. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not going to hell. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah man it, it it wasn't me who saved me you know who it was god did god did he said i gotta put on my baby face <laughs> oh no i gotta i'd have to change the camera and all that hold on that's too much work where they at though i need to get that sound effect <laughs> where they at though you know you know? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Why would you say you can lose your salvation and then when someone says, hey, you want to come on and talk about it? Like, you know, you get a little, get a little quiet, you know? You get these boys like this. Help me. Help me. You know? I mean, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Truth of the call, you can come on then. The, if the concept of, of backsliding the scriptures defeats the idea, you can lose your salvation. Okay. Oh, it's that you can't lose your salvation? Okay, maybe you're agreeing. I think you said it can the first time. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Pastor, praise the Lord, and he make a cameo. <laughs> One day we're going to be Pastor, praise the Lord back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he said Marcus Roger seems like that old juggle who always sees when he thinks he hit the lottery numbers. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda like it, man. I kinda like jingle it. Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> I'm not going to hell. Oh. <laughs> I kinda like it, man. Oh. Well, I guess I guess uh, you know, they they don't want to come on, man. A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, how do you join? The link. The link. If you argue, you can lose your salvation. I mean, if you're not arguing your salvation, I mean, you can just. I mean, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. 
We'll see. Yeah, man. Yeah, you'll never Take perish. You, to the Greek. you know, I, I I like a lot. That is slowly becoming my favorite sound effect. <laughs> I'll get all these young down sound effects. <laughs> you know, let me do something real quick. Let me pull up the Greek. John ten twenty eight Greek. While we're waiting. Udunatai. When are you debating Marcus Rogers? You know what? Everybody needs to email Marcus and ask him about that. <laughs> Everybody needs to ask him. Um because he's been he he hasn't he hasn't he won't acknowledge me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Marcus Rogers Jingle Bells clip is probably my second favorite right now, but the Young Don Greek one. Take you to the Greek. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get the boo, boo, blah, blah sound effect. Yeah. I'm going to be responding to two uh, videos of Marcus Rogers. Uh, you know, he's, also, he's always giving, doing his, you know, uh, there's only one thing you need to be saved. That's to be born again and throw all the theology out the trash and then his view on divorce. Guys, that video on divorce was insane. Have y'all seen it? That video on divorce was insane. Uh, my goodness. Dude was arguing. About, I, I got to save it for y'all, but it was very bad. I sent it to someone that you would know if I knew the name. I'm not going to put him out there like that. But uh, he was like, is Marcus about to get a divorce? That's what you ask yourself after listening to that video or another wife. <laughs> like, uh, it was bad. It was that this video on divorce was maybe the the worst one I've ever seen on divorce. It was, but we'll take a look at it. I'll probably review it uh, tomorrow and then do it as a premiere. Um, he said, "Not worth my time." <laughs> it's a good teachable moment. I like teachable moments. Um, it's bad though. It's bad. Um. It made Young Down into a sound effect. <laughs> I'll do more if he keep going, changing his mind on heresy. Uh, was it a recent video? Yes, it was a recent video he did. Uh, maybe like two or three days ago. Has he been divorced a few times? <laughs> yeah, like three times. <laughs> yes. Uh, to be fair, I think he married one of them again. But he said, I'll watch if you critique. All right, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, you know, the problem with reviewing a lot of Marcus Rogers videos, if he goes a long time, like more than 10 minutes, he just rants about something else or he's just like rant. rant. So I, I, I might just play all of them, just kind of let him rant and then respond when there's something respondable. So I don't know if I, if I do a live, some of these, uh, uh, what do you call, if I do a live, you guys sometimes distract me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So I may just do a premiere and then upload it and chat with y'all in the comments. <laughs> you change your wives like denomination. I don't know how you get married three times. My goodness. I mean, and then be a pastor. That That's, that's more the more, you know, uh, Hard part is like, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. Like, 
Yeah, so Marcus Rogers, I think it's just good teachable moments. I have a lot of new people to the channel that'll be like, why is Marcus Rogers false? And I'm like, <laughs> go watch all these videos. So I'll just do it sometime, um, you know, just to talk about it, you know, just to give them something. So it's always good teachable moments. So, yeah. All right, I guess nobody joining. So I didn't even plan to go this long. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's unqualified. He's not even 40. Now, I don't think he's even 40. That's a good point. My man's been married three times before the age of 40. My goodness. My goodness. That is, that is bad. Uh, yeah, Marcus Rogers reminds me of Muhammad. He gets a... Um, he gets a relevant dream or prophecy, and next thing you know, he can marry some random girl, right? It's like, or divorce her. Because, you know, he's, he justifies his views on divorce because God just gave him a dream. You know that, right? So y'all wait for it. Y'all wait for it. Um, uh, you need another Mike Tyree review from the Sunday. It doesn't stop. Wait a minute. He's, did he say something crazy? You hey, email me then. Uh, he, uh, he, he, hey, email me uh, Ty Sparrow and let me know because I I didn't watch it. I don't watch, I don't watch Mike Todd or Marcus Rogers unless people send it to me. Say, will you do a video on his? Yeah, I, I'm gonna do one about it. Pretty soon, I may do it tomorrow, but I'll upload it. See, this is why you want to come a member. Members get to see the content early, so you just like, man, I can't wait. I gotta see skate. Hey, come a member. Uh, get to see content before it drops. Matter of fact, this Saturday, those who are members, whether it's on YouTube or Patreon, this Saturday, 2 p.m. Central, um, it's going to have just the members only q and I'm going to be showing new music. I'm working on a project, guys. I think it's pretty fire. I think it's pretty good. If you like things like Clean, I think you'll like, um, I think you'll like a lot of songs in this project. And so it's going to be good. It's going to be more of a cultural album, though, addressing a lot of things that's going on in the culture. Uh, people have heard some of the projects like Womb War that's going to be on there, social grooming, things like that. And so you're going to want to check out that. Say, so, yeah, membership has its privileges. That's right. In the body and on all things theology. That's right. And so why are you watching like this video? That's right. He said, my phone is allergic to Mike Todd and Marcus. You know, it come, they come on my feed just because I have to watch their, I watch their videos because people send it to me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I generally don't watch it unless the title interests me or somebody sends it to me. And generally, it's somebody sending it to me where I'm like, wow. My email is filled with people wanting me to review videos. Sometimes I'm like, nah, I mean, I, guys, I'm not going to lie. I wish I was full time doing this, but. I got to have my government job, you know, to pay the bills, you know, maybe one day, one day. How do you get the YouTube membership? You click join. If you click join, you'll become a member, you know, so click join right now. If you're watching this video for only $1.99 a month. <laughs> no, nah, man. Hey, I, I understand some people can or, you know, hey, they don't want to. That's fine. I, don't, I ain't too proud to beg. What about the Jesus Revolution movie? Any thoughts? Uh, save the questions for Saturday, sis. Now, um, I haven't watched it, man. I don't know, man. 
I do want to see uh, the Come Out in Jesus' Name movie just because I think it's going to be ridiculous. Um, I'll I'll have to watch I'll have to watch the Jesus Revolution and share my share my thoughts. Um, so yeah. Uh, someone said, "Been a subscriber since you went on vocab vocab's channel a while back." Well, God bless you, Elias. Glad to see you still around, man. It's been a while since I've done something with vocab. Me and him were talking about doing a video on the Black Heat Riz lights and um, respond to it. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see, it's, we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, "Jesus Revolution is Captain Crunch." Okay, man. Like I said, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I generally hate Christian movies, and honestly, most of it, it ain't because of the theology. The acting and production is so bad. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> so, um, I always joke with my wife. I'm like, I think I should become an actor. You know, would would y'all see a movie with me in it? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably be a terrible actor. We'll see. Maybe one day. Maybe somebody will reach out for a role. <laughs> I hope I'm not the crackhead. It's a movie or something, though. Give me, give me a good role where I can get a second, second one. You know, uh, that's funny. But we'll see. We'll see, man. Uh, never know what the Lord may have. Uh, so, uh, what do you think of the Osbury revival? I did a little video on it. I shared why I don't think it was should be called a revival. Um, so yeah, <laughs> young dog, last name might be King, yeah, dog, young dog King, because <laughs> he's always ripping and raving, yeah, so yeah, Pure Flix has some gems, okay, like I said, man, most Christian films are terrible, bro, I'm like, ugh, um, and I, I don't really like movies with, this might sound bad, at first, but I don't like movies with Jesus in it because I'm not a fan of ha having pictures or Jesus or anything, man. I, I, I just, I just don't like it. Uh, okay, hey, make hey Milton, if you make a good Christian film, call your boy. <laughs> I'll, I'll be. You're looking for somebody. Uh, you know what? I was not a big fan of God's Not Dead. I'm not a fan of evidential apologetics. Um, what about the passion sequel? I heard that they were doing that, but I'm kind of confused as to what the movie's going to be about. Like he resurrected, like what's, what's after that? I, mean, I don't know. So interesting. Yeah. Apostle movie, Apostle Paul movie wasn't bad. Apostle Paul movie wasn't bad. Um, yeah, the sequels are reach. What is it, what is this? What is it? His uh, return? <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Second, hey, I, I am reformed. I got so I am reformed. My, my wife said I got some movies to see for you. <laughs> she will. That's cold word for get your butt in this bed. <laughs> oh, the sequel to the uh, okay is the uh, passions of. Got you, got you. The passion was too much to see. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's rough. But again, I I I don't like. Here's my here's my solution for for uh, movies about Christ. Make it like it's from his view, because I really don't like. 
I, I mean, that's why I don't chose. I don't like films with Jesus on it, man. I, two CV, man. Here, two CV. You mean you didn't like Left Behind movie? I'm not a dispensationalist, so <laughs> no, I do not believe uh, in the rapture. Now, I lost half of my subscribers saying that. <laughs> I did a video on the rapture once. Uh, I do not believe it is a biblical concept. Um, we can discuss maybe why I believe that. You know, we can discuss pastors like Second Thessalonians and things like that. Um, yeah, probably the book of Acts. Yeah, that would be actually dope to see. Um, yeah, no, there was a show called Black Jesus. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian Jesus. I don't want to see none of it, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that dude is pretty wild in real life, the chosen actor, you know. Uh, uh, he said, left behind makes me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, word. I, I do not believe in the rapture. Um, the Bible doesn't speak of a rapture. Uh, so I believe my my eschatology is I'm a millennial. I know we're in the day. To, I know. So okay. So a lot historic pro pre mill. Hey, I got I got love for my pre mill bros though. I got I got love for my pre mill bros though. I still I still love my pre mill bros. I know we're in the day and age where everybody's post mill. <laughs> Right, everybody's that post mill, but um, man, I'm on mill. I came to that conviction years ago by reading men like um, you have Kim Riddlebarger, you have uh, what's this other who's the saved by grace guy, um, Anthony Hokama, uh, COVID could have been the right, come on, bro, that ain't in the text. <laughs> That's why I don't like dispensationalism, because it reads the Bible in light of the newspaper, you know, but I'm all mill. <laughs> so I'm all mill. I believe when Jesus comes back, that's it, bro. Ain't no thousand years of, of uh, tribulation or or an earthly kingdom. No, man, when Jesus come back, that's it, bro. That's it. He's going to come back and set up his earthly kingdom which is going to be the new heavens, new earth. And that's it, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I believe right now we are in the tribulation. Uh, that's what John says. He's at uh, Revelation 1.9. He's, like I said, I, I could talk about eschatology a lot. I love to talk about it. Um, but um, I know it's controversial. <laughs> so maybe one day I just need to do it. Uh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Harpazo snatching up. I, I don't, I, I don't believe. Yeah, so I don't believe that they're talking about a, a, a rapture though. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, man. I believe when Jesus come back, that's it, man. Yep, yep, yeah. When Christ comes, that's it. This is the age, the age, the present evil age, and the age to come. Yeah. Do you like G.K. Bill? Do I like G.K. Bill? What? I have his commentary right there. You see the revelation? Hold on. Uh, uh, right. Right. Hold on. This got a heart. Right. What's the brown looking? Right there. That's his commentary right there on revelation. Um, ain't no way we are not. And, and no, we are not in the tribulation. That's what John says. 
He says we are in the tribulation. Now, I'll only know of one tribulation. <laughs> we are in the tribulation. Revelation 1.9. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't. You could be dispensational or post-mill. You're still my brother. I'm not young Don. <laughs> I'm not young Don, man. Take you to the Greek. You think Jesus will come in our lifetime? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know what's up? When Christ come back, it's a wrap. Yes. You guys got to listen to uh, Shylin's Amillennial uh, song. A lot of those verses, man, started to really, um, man, it was, it was really dope. Just reflecting on when I first started studying eschatology, um, you know, uh, Peter Drencher, he's a post mill, right? He's post mill. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty convinced all mill man. I, I, there's some things from, um, you know, I've asked my post mill friends or uh, my pre mill friends. Man, it just doesn't make sense in light of scripture. So here's here seems to be, and man, you have to deal with this if you're um, a pre millennial or you're, if you're a post millennial. You have to deal with Jesus' view of the present evil age to the age to come. Because essentially, what dispensationalists or pre mills or post mills have to do is they have to have they have to have a third age for the earthly kingdom. It's not quite the present evil age, right? Because things have gotten better, right? In this earthly kingdom, but it's not quite the age to come. So you ask yourself, what is that? And man, I haven't really heard good answers to things like that. Um, you know, because they say it'll be this uh, relatively peace, no more war, all this on the earth. I don't see the Bible where it talks about any of that. When the Bible talks about the new heavens, you know, they'll go to the passages like uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 65, well, the problem is that's fulfilled in Revelation 21. So that's not speaking about the earthly kingdom prior to Christ's coming. It is the coming. Um, so so uh, I, I'm sorry. These are just things I, I could talk about eschatology a lot. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I love eschatology, man. Reading the, you know, the, I, I said on Daryl's video, uh, the book of... Um, the book of Romans is my favorite book. Absolutely. Hands down. But um, book of Revelation is actually my second favorite. Because here's not because of so many people have sensationalized it, but because the book of Revelation was written to encourage the churches who are enduring persecution. And one of the themes I believe that the book of Revelation is trying to encourage the Christians in by using a lot of this symbolism that uh, the, a, a Jewish believer would understand is though you are suffering and it looks grim, right? Jesus is going to put a end to it one day. So endure persecution, endure suffering, endure what it looks like to be defeated, right? But it's actually not. It's actually how the kingdom progresses through suffering. See, this is why I think Mike Todd's sermon was real bogus because <laughs> the book of Revelation. The kingdom progresses through suffering. That might be weighty. That might be heavy. How does you get into eschatology? So I started reading books like uh, Kim Ritterbarger's book on amillennialism. Uh, write these down. Uh, I started reading books by G.K. Bill, The Commentary of Revelation. Uh 
Anthony Hokuma's book on um, uh, The End, I believe it's called. Oh, there's another book. On, it's called The End. Um, so I got a lot of books on eschatology. I, I don't talk about it a lot. But you, you want to know some of my favorite? Now, this, this is advanced reading. Not saying you can't, but I would start with those first. But then you got to get books like this. Uh, Kingdom Prologue by Meredith Klein. Now, Meredith Klein is a Presbyterian, and I would have different uh, views on him with that because I'm a, I'm a Baptist. But Meredith Klein is heavily slept on. God, Heaven, and Harmageddon by Meredith Klein. Meredith Klein is difficult to read because English was not his first language. But Meredith Klein is super dope. One of my favorite. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Amil, Amil. Yeah, yeah, so this is a different view. Uh, it's not, Amil is not pre-trib or post-trib. Um, so you probably believe the book of Revelation written. I don't believe it was written. Uh, no, I, so that would be more a post-mill view who believe it was written very early. Um, so, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Oh, uh, yeah, that post mill. <laughs> I got many post mill bros in my church. I have not read that. We'll have to check it out. We'll have to check it out. By the way, if you're watching now, we're just we're just chatting, talking about some eschatology. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, like this video if you can. Yeah, yeah. No book, no S on the Re book of Revelation. Revelation is hard to understand. It, you know why I think the book of Revelation is so hard to understand for so many people? And this is not a knock. It's why a lot of people don't like the book of Hebrews. But, you know, I just think a lot of people struggle with so much of the Old Testament themes that it's bringing out. Um, <laughs> he said it was bogus because of Mike Tosser. Yeah. Matthew 24 has already taken place. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Not all of it. Are you a full preterist? I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a full preterist. Uh, uh, say no to full preterism. Now, it's not, Matthew 24 is not all fulfilled. Unless you believe Jesus has coming back already. Oh, uh, so you know about, you know about Mary the Klein. You know about Mary the Klein. Uh. <laughs> who are the two eyewitnesses i'd have to look look into it so yeah i have to look into it yes yeah, it's, it's nice to see people talk about uh eschatology here uh say chris reveling 20 states there will be a thousand year reign yeah i don't believe the thousand year they're speaking literal you got to remember the book of Revelation starts off saying it's very symbolic. I think the problem is many people assume literalism when they read. That's why some people have made the the locus about Apache helicopters. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it says there will be a thousand year reign, but God owns a, 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 a thousand hills. What, what is it? it obviously, when we wouldn't say, hold on, hold on, let me go ahead first so I don't jack it up. Uh yeah, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Well, just a thousand, God? 
or is that symbolic? I would say symbolic. Um, yeah, never go full preterist. My brother Rick Caldwell is in the building. <laughs> good to see you, Rick. Uh, Y'all got to subscribe to Rick. We're just talking about some good old eschatology here. Everybody's favorite subject. <laughs> no, everyone stays calm when eschatology comes out, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, me and Rick might have to take a video, uh, take a take a old uh, marathon at some of those views. You know, when me and Rick go in, we go in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just looking through the comments. Uh, it is literal because of the context. Well, context actually, for me, describes not literal. Um, Satan is thrown in a bottomless pit. I mean, you think there's a bottom, literal bottomless pit when Satan's being held by a literal chain? I thought Satan was anyway. So there, there's some there's some questions uh, that I believe are to be asked about this. Um, that why I don't believe uh this is literal, you know, but we, we could talk about that someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just going through. Are you a young Earth creationist? Absolutely. Yep, Rick agrees with me. Revelation twenty is symbolic. <laughs> you know, one of the and I want to do a video on this. The mark of the beast, because I think there have been so many sensationalized views about the mark of the beast that have not been helpful. You know, the mark is the chip. The mark is the COVID vaccine. I should have said that. I just lost monetization on this video. <laughs> Going to get a copy right now. But I do not believe that the mark is a physical mark. One of the proof texts is that is because there's a mark of God. No one ever literalizes that. I've never heard sensationalized views about the mark of God. I believe essentially the mark of the beast is speaking about allegiance to Satan. Um, not some literal physical mark that would be visible to the eye. Um, so, yeah. You know, but yeah, you know. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe the book of Revelation is largely a figurative book, you know. Uh, so, yeah. I think a thousand years means a thousand years. Does a thousand hills mean a thousand hills? So God only owns a thousand hills. That's it. Who I don't know who owns the rest of those, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spiritual mark. Someone says, please. Yeah, OK, I'll, I'll do the um, Mark of the Beast video. Lord willing, soon. You think Mark was Nero's name? I do not think the Mark of the Beast is has anything to do with Nero. Um, I don't think Nero was the Antichrist either. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Bill is so good, man. I like Bill. I like Bill. It's not a chip. That's good to hear. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of post mills believe Nero was the, the Antichrist. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of some a barcode or some kind of scanner. These are modern ideas. Uh, you know, uh, 
I, I got a lot of views on the book of Revelation that, you know, I think, uh, I'm not going to lie, G.K. Bill was very helpful in formulating a lot, but I believe the book of Revelation, uh, one, it was written, right, to the people at that time. So they would have to understand this in some sense. And But I also believe it's, it's, it's significant and understandable to each age, each generation. So, uh, and I believe the view that makes sense in light of all that is to believe that the mark has to do with allegiance to Satan, because that would be true in every generation, right? And so, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack in all that. That's just saying he owned everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about the thousand years. It doesn't. It's not literal. You, you see, you agree with me on the cattle, the thousand hills, but not the thousand years. Of, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying that this number thousand doesn't have to be uh, uh, literal. Uh, so yeah, smart Christian is there. He says, "I must say, as I'm passing through, Reverend Tuesday Little, while uses some figure speech, this is without question literal." Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I I do not believe it's just using. I mean, well, figure of speech. It's that, that that's a kind of confusing answer because it's. You kind of it seems to be because figures of speech aren't literal things. They're they're, you know, or analogies that they're using symbolism to convey a literal point. Sure. You know. Worshiping the image of the beast is literal. Interesting, man. See, when you talk about eschatology, you bring all the you bring all the guys out. <laughs> you need all the guys out. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm a millennial eschatology, you know, so. Uh, I said, I told you. No, I told you. <laughs> I told you it wasn't literal. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I said, I do want to do a video on the mark of the beast. Um, I, I don't know how we got that this idea of the mark was physical. Um, you go through all the Bible. Mark, uh, there's numerous verses that speak of marking um, that clearly are not um, um literal i mean we're called to mark false teachers you think we're literally supposed to go to them and put an x on their forehead no uh numerous verses that speak of marking i want to bring that out when i do this video showing mark doesn't always have to be um literal and then showing how in the theme of book of revelation it, it cannot be a physical mark that we're receiving um so yeah yeah eschatology brings everyone out also all that nope <laughs> On that note, y'all. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. My my brother Rick says he's an existentialist millennialist. <laughs> he's still figuring it out. <laughs> I told him he's all meal. I told him he's all mild deal. Yo, he's close. Yeah, I'll just play with him. Mark of Cain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Callum Thousand Hills is an idiom, but it also doesn't negate it being literal as well. I, well, I will hope you will not believe he only has a cattle of a thousand hill. He obviously owns more than that. It is an idiom, which shows it's not a, a uh, held to a only a literal number. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's very interesting. See, I told you nothing gets people more excited than discussing eschatology, which I, I love. I think um, eschatology has been largely neglected by so many people or assumed um, either way. Right. And so, man, I'll tell you who's uh, 
I, so here's how I started to get into eschatology. I, you know, I had become a Calvinist and I'm like, okay, I know I'm a Calvinist. Um, you know, and I started, um, listening to John MacArthur on, uh, <laughs> the book of revelation. I was like, it ain't making sense, doc. I like you, bro. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, John MacArthur, but it was not making any sense in light of some of his other, I didn't see a consistency. And so I kind of just put it off on the back burner and brother and the Lord encouraged me. He said, you need to study eschatology. You need to do it. Right. Hey, you, I, you know, and so I did. I started listening to Vody Um, Yeah, that's right. It's not a salvation issue. Unless you, so unless you're denying specific things about eschatology, you deny the future body resurrection of, of Christ. Right. Yeah. No. Right. He's already come full preterism. No. So I started listening to Vody. Uh, no, this is true. This is true, Jason. Yes, it's not. <laughs> you can't really make a movie about Al Mill. I would say more Al Mill, but Post Mill too. There really aren't Post Mill movies. I don't know your 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 Kingdom Mountain theology guys. They 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 make Post Mill movies. <laughs> you know, raining on the earth and things like. Well, I'm just joking with you, but um. Yeah, I started listening to Vody, man, and I was like, man, this this makes so much more sense. I mean, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Then I started reading these other books that I re- recommended. Um, and so, yeah, I love studying. Like, it's a secret passion of mine. That, it doesn't really come out on the show. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one area, area I disagree with, J-Man. Yeah, same. I. I was listening to this. I was like, sorry, J Mac, this is bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I like John MacArthur. I think he's actually one of the better Bible teachers out there, but in the book of revelation. No, sir. No, sir. Um, don't shoot me. Somebody's going to shoot me. Please, please. So, so subscribe, please, please don't, please don't, uh, you know, uh, follow me. No, man, uh, I, I don't know about the church. I haven't listened to Jeff Durbin stuff. Man, it was, Vody brought clarity, you know. That's fine, man. You know, we're all, we're hey, we're all wrong on something, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know. No, 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 no. But no, I hope this actually encourages you to do some study on eschatology. Maybe we'll do a live about some eschatology, you know, some, some text on Matthew 24 and Revelation. We get into some of these texts, you know. Um, I, I, I'm no expert. I don't claim to be, uh, but I think on some of these views, I figured out to to put me in a theological grid or position to where I'm all mill. I'm pretty convincingly all mill. Uh, they have to take something major to change my views on those things. Um, I'm covenantal, right? Uh, so I read the read the lens through a Christocentric uh, hermeneutic. Uh, Christ is the theme of all the scripture. I read a book uh, early in my Christian life that really helped me to see that the whole theme of scripture is about Christ. Luke 24, uh, 44, read that, digest it, understand it. It will come life to you. I did an uh, interview with Timothy Brindle about a year, year ago, and we started talking about some of these things. Uh, very good. If you could check that out, um, you know, so yeah. 
So, so he says, I don't know how you can say, except the mark can be saved. You know, so because he believes the mark is physical, he's not wrong. But he's wrong about the mark being physical. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is where we disagree, Smart Christian Channels. Ob well, on some of this. Uh, uh, obviously, there's a tribulation. I believe we're in it. Right? And a rapture. Well, I don't believe that. There will be a literal rapture. Christians will be disappearing, you know, like Left Behind movie. Uh, said, he said, then this is a salvation issue, especially for Israel. Are you saying believing in the dispensationalist tribulation and rapture are salvation issue or? I don't know. I don't know if I understand that point. I don't want to jump to something that you're not saying. Um. Yeah, I know we talked about this when we had our discussion before, but I don't believe there are two kind of brides of Christ or, or lanes, uh, kind of a different way of salvation for the Jew or otherwise. Um, so, yeah. So I believe there's time we would be caught up in the air. You know, that, that passage in Thessalonians is actually a great way of refuting uh, the rapture because it says too much. It says too much, <laughs> you know, it's, it, Christ, that's, that's, this passage is speaking about the return of Christ. Um, I, I'm, I'm very emphatic about that. The pastor being caught up to meet the Lord in the air is not talking about a rapture, but so, yeah, but, but the final consummation of believers being united with Christ. Um, so, yeah. Yep. 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 So true, Keith. Right on. Yep. Absolutely. The mark of the beast is unbelief, essentially. Yep. <laughs> me and Corey, we've, we talked about this. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember about, about a year ago or so. Me and Corey, we had a good cordial conversation on this. Um, you know. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk. Y'all going to make me do it. Sorry. Y'all gonna make me do it. And, and I, I've actually did a video on this passage here. If y'all wanna check check that out. Check that out, please. Let's see. So it says, hey, hey, hey hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys have enough subscribed. <laughs> it says, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Yeah, he says, for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, though Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. So it's. it's this is a denial of soul sleep. You know, when I first became a Christian, I thought soul sleep was biblical till I read passages like, uh, you know, that speaks of, you know, when we die, we'll be present with the Lord. Right. For this, we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the, the parousia of the Lord. This is a coming. Now, here's the problem with dispensationalism. They have many comings. Your, your numerous comings, more than one. Right. Uh, but this is there's only one second coming. Now, many dispensationalists have argued, well, this is not a real coming because and I think the argument is very weak 
because they'll say things like, well, it's not a second coming because his feet doesn't touch the ground. I mean, sorry, I just don't think that answer suffice. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an arch, archangel, archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ. Now, this sounds a lot like what we heard in Matthew 24, the trumpet, right? All this, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive. So there's two, two, two being caught ups here. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, that is the Christian, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I don't know how it would be encouraging to tell people, well, some of you are going to get raptured out of here and some of you are going to be through seven years of persecution. I don't know how that's encouraging. <laughs> uh, to me, the more encouraging thing is we're all going to come with Christ. And so, again, questions to ask yourself when reading through passages like this. Uh, you also have a passage in 2 Thessalonians 3, right? Um Rapture and second coming isn't the same occurrence. See, that's where I disagree. Disagree. If we're going to call this resurrect rapture, I believe that is the second coming. Um, you have passages like second Second Thessalonians, and, and 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 I mean no disrespect to anybody, so please don't, um, please don't be offended. Um, yeah, we just disagree on this issue. Uh, where is this passage here? Hmm. Is the thief in the night as all as well in Thessalonians? Maybe it's maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Second, Thess Second Thessalonians chapter one he says evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. Notice the kingdom of God suffering uh, in this present evil age. It's suffering since indeed. God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you. Interesting, right? And to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angel. See, another uh, second coming language. When Jesus comes with his mighty angels, this is it. Notice, in flaming fire, in flaming fire, in inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God. And those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, right? So Jesus comes, he comes with his angels. He comes right with the mighty host of heaven and he's in in all things, right? Uh, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Listen to this. When he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be, uh, yeah, innocent to be marveled at among all who have believed, those who've died, and it's those who, uh, um, you know, who are, who are alive. But uh, so to this end, we always pray for you, right, right, right. Um, so yeah, yeah, the second coming isn't a secret. I I don't, I don't see nothing secret about these passages. It's like every eye see them. You know, I, I want to look at that. Um, that thief of the night passage, because I believe this is a passage that we've often used to miss the point. Um, 
like I said, no, no disrespect, brothers. No disrespect. Oh uh, yeah, First Thessalonians five. Cause notice who the thief. Notice who Jesus is coming like a thief in the night too. It's not Christians. Let's 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 listen to this. Let's listen to this. Now concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. Here's here's why. Because one, you already know, right? You already know. Um, my wife needs some more explaining about this thief in the night, night passage. Uh, <laughs> but um, and this is the evidence of regeneration that is talked about in Jeremiah thirty-one. There's no need of a teacher because you already know, right? Uh. Yeah, I'm going to have to make this an eschatology stream soon. Yeah, real quick, Thief of the Night passages. Um, verse two, it says, For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So, so Christians know he's Jesus is not coming like a thief in the night towards us, but to unbelievers, because we, we're aware we're watching. We're, we're, we got the light on. <laughs> we see the, we see uh, the thief coming. Uh, I, I, I see what's happening right here. While people are saying this is there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains coming upon a pregnant woman. They will not escape. This isn't a rapture. This is the end of all things. But you are not in darkness, brothers. For that day to surprise you like a thief. This is not going to come like a thief in the night for us. Why? Because we're awake. We're sober minded. We're alert. It's not coming like a thief in the night for us. It's coming for a thief in the night for the unbeliever. So many people have used this. Well, you know, going to come like a thief in the night for us. No. <laughs> if, you're, if you're like a thief in the night, it's, it's, that's bad news for you. That's bad news, friends. For you are all children alike children of the day right we're not of the night or the darkness so then let us not sleep as others do right but let us keep awake and be sober right for those who sleep sleep at night those who get drunk drunk at night right just just amazing just an amazing passage on the um the the thief in the night language that man i've, I've really i've heard people use this in, in improper ways um, and so I, th that's just a little teaser of some eschatology, y'all. <laughs> that's just a little, uh, yeah, yeah. So you have the believer and the unbeliever who are separated, right? At the end of the age, right? The believer, right? Or is taking up, right? To glory. And the unbeliever is being taken to hell, right? Separated for, for the hell fires, right? And so both people are being taken, um, but yeah, and so very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, Rick. I, I'll do a little something, man. So yeah, music to my ears. I, I do want to do some more stuff on eschatology and I, I hope it can be civil. I, I, this was civil. Nobody was disrespectful here. And so I do appreciate that. People are, I, one thing I do like, I, I, I don't mind people to voice their, their issues or, um, you know, disagreements. That's fine. Just do it respectful. And we're all good. But I do want to do some stuff on eschatology related stuff.
some theology, right? Man, eschatology is a passion of mine. I I do love it. And so maybe one day I will do that. What about the whole world being set on fire and raining brimstone? So here's another issue where we may disagree. I don't believe the earth will be uh, like recreated, but renewed. Um, I forget the Greek terms at one point, but the, so we'll have a, so the, the term for new earth, new earth is not one of new of like never seen before, but actually like new, um, like a new car. So it's new of, of quality, not newness of, uh, time. So, and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's my view on the earth. How, how, how would that happen in the, in the age to come, right? What is the new earth? It's going to be new of like never. No, I think it'll be the same earth just of, of, a like, yeah, quality. And so, man, I had my mind changed on that a few years ago. I was saying to my pastor, man, is the earth going to be destroyed, man? We're going to get a whole new earth. And he was like, you know, gate up. No, no, no. New heavens, new earth is not speaking about that, right? I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, I was like, huh? Wait, 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 wait. He explained it to me, and I was like, oh, I need to do some study on myself, right? And so, um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's another issue, yeah, another issue. How many times does that happen? You know, so you have see the see the book of Revelation, man, is like a diamond, and it's looking at things from different angles, and so some. I think you'll end up in trouble if you read the book of Revelation, like a sequential order of when things happen. That's not how it I don't I don't believe that's how uh, what's happening. Sometimes it's repeating. It's a cyclical thing. Like you, 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 you sometimes the, the author of uh, John, right, he's, he's talking about these things from the same uh, same perspective, but a different angle. Right. And so. Um, I mean, you got to deal with the Greek, though. Take you to the Greek. You got to deal with the Greek, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Restorated new heaven, new earth. Right? Yeah, like a new hymn. Yeah, yeah. And so, I hope y'all enjoyed this jam-packed. I was supposed to be on here maybe 40 minutes. <laughs> My wife's going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> nah, she'll be good about it. She she probably is like, wow, I'm glad you started talking about some of this. Uh, I... I I generally don't like um, talking about eschatology because, man, I, I know how it got divisive. I, I'll tell you guys a personal story. Uh, man, my church almost experienced a, a church split over eschatology. And so, man, I, I kind of have like some, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say disdain, but some 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 wounds some theological wounds when it comes to eschatology and so i'm in trouble y'all 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 really did it now and so i really don't like talking about eschatology publicly but it's generally like i have a lot of these conversations in private um so yeah uh this saturday join become a member uh uh uh, (laughs) we'll have a private discussion it's gonna be good hearing new music all that gotta go i gotta go all things theology the new theme song join join saturday to hear it you know grace and peace you know what i'm saying grace and peace y'all